welcome back to another episode of Bad Movie Sunday. I'm Ashley. I'm Amy. And today we have with us a special guest that you may have heard before <laughs> in a couple other episodes. Julia's back. Hi, I'm here again. How are ya? Pretty good. That's good. Tired, <laughs> but good. I'm excited. Good. <laughs> Me too. Because uh, I picked this movie, it was catered specifically to you. Yes, it was. Uh, and that's because our boy... Billy Joe Armstrong is Dude, it. I lost it when I found out he was in this movie. Like, Amy sent me the list. I'm like, this one seems interesting. I'm really into, like, punk, pop punk, rock music. I read the description right up my alley. I was like, this guy kind of, he kind of looks like, you know, a less punk version of Billy Joe Armstrong. Less punk only because he uh, wasn't wearing eyeliner. Exactly. It's true. <laughs> So I was like, I'll just like look up the summary, like, you know, that stuff. And then I saw him and I lost my mind. Mm -hmm. She messaged me. I did. Losing her mind. I did. I'm like, Amy, this is perfect. It's green day. Like I was freaking out. And Amy's like, yep. That's why I (laughs) sent it to you. That's why I sent it to you. (laughs) This movie, by the way, is called Ordinary World. Yes. Mm -hmm. I don't think we've mentioned that so far. Yes. After the Duran Duran song. Really? Yeah. It was a Duran Duran song? Yeah, called Ordinary World. It was originally called something else, but then they changed the title. Uh, I can Google it really quickly. So the song he sings in the movie, Ordinary World, is that a cover of the Duran Duran song? I've heard the Duran Duran song. I believe it's his own song. Like, he wrote a song. Oh, okay. Because they released it as, I think it was called Old Geezers or something like that was the original title. (laughs) And then they played the movie at, like, a film festival. And then it was after that they changed it because someone made a comment about, like, the song by Duran Duran. So they just changed it to Ordinary World. Holy shit. Did Uh, not know that. Let me Google. Also, Ashley... <laughs> yes. Oh, this! Did you uh, know <laughs> as you were watching that you were uh, watching Billy Joe Armstrong of Green Day fame? Oh, I think you know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> we met up like a couple hours ago uh, before we started recording for the podcast, and uh, we were just like casually talking about yeah. this movie. And they were like, "Oh yeah, Ordinary World, the one with that guy from Green Day." And I was like, "The huh?" <laughs> actually did not see the same movie as us. I, Surprisingly, you didn't mistake him for anyone. No. You just thought he was a, a dude. I thought he was just thought, some nerdy guy. You thought it was some guy that just looked like him. Just some, I didn't even put that together, that it looked like him. I was just like, oh, he's just some rock guy. Without his eyeliner, <laughs> I didn't recognize him. The modern Clark Kent. <laughs> I think it was also the beard as well. Oh, he has yeah. a beard? Or not a beard, like the scruff in the movie. Oh, but that doesn't like change his face that much because it's not like a full beard or anything. It's just when a I think stubble. of him, uh, like full Green Day, I think of like his uh, elf, elf, elf from Death Note look. Oh, <laughs> you know, mm. like the spiked up black hair and the raccoon eyes. Yes, that's the look that I was uh, was thinking. So when I saw this, he's like on full on dad mode, like hoodies. Just like chill, ruffled up hair. Running like, everywhere. Running oh everywhere. god, yeah. <laughs> For no reason. <laughs> so yeah, the movie was originally called Geezer before it was changed to Ordinary World. And it says that the song is in the film. So I'm going to take it the song he plays on the guitar is the Duran Duran one. Oh, damn. Oh, I like that one. It was cool. Yeah, this I, movie 
had great music. I yeah, I mean, come on. It, was, you know, it had amazing music. <laughs> yeah. The opening song, like, all of the songs were great. Yeah. So if you are new to Bad Movie Sunday, we are a podcast that watches bad movies so you don't have to. We roast them. We toast them. And we have a lot of fun talking about them. Today, I think there'll be a good mix of uh, roasting and toasting. Yeah. Part of the reason I wanted to... Uh suggest this movie to Julia, other than the fact that I know she likes Green Day, is... <laughs> Typecasted? <laughs> season 2, baby. In the first episode of this, what we're calling a season, this <laughs> year of episodes that we're releasing uh, in 2020, we decided that we've done a lot of roasting mm-hmm. in 2019. 2020, the year of toasting. So we wanted to bring on some more... Uh, better bad movies, Mm -hmm. maybe movies we've seen before that we liked, or maybe movies that we thought were good that maybe got just a bad rating from the critics. And this is one of them that I saw before, and I actually really liked it, and that's why I wanted to bring it on, give it a little uh, attention. Maybe more people will uh, give it a try and see if they like it. I know you guys didn't, (laughs) so we have a, a nice mix of pros and cons to this movie yeah one thing i was thinking about is like this movie if it was like you know like a marshmallow it'd be like a, a little bit of a burnt golden brown because but that's the best like that's what i'm thinking purpose, like sl- yeah i like really burnt marshmallows <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. too oh well but like, we have different tastes in marshmallows like, <laughs> a slightly burnt golden brown because it like you know there are some mm. parts where it was a little toasty like, a little more toasty than you want it to be but there are some parts that really like shine through sh- like shine through so okay, that's how I describe this. It's a nice little that's burnt cute. marshmallow. That's Wait, a cute. Hold up. Do you like your marshmallows gooey? Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> Do you not? This is how I like I'm crisp. Yeah, this is how I roast my marshmallows. <laughs> Holy shit! So guys. I stick it into the flame. Me I too. wait for it to catch on fire. Yeah. When the fire burns out, then I eat it. Yeah, it's got to be like golden, almost black. Right? Oh no, I'm not all black, black, baby. Oh, oh, I don't go all mm. that black. Guys, black in my soul. If it's even a little black, send it back to the kitchen. It's too much for me, guys. Overcook Damn. that shit. You, know you gotta get it like a golden graham cracker brown. Then you just stick to your lips all night. You know, this is like that How I Met Your Mother situation. Where yeah. three of us are ever out camping, which will never happen because we're not outdoors people. <laughs> if we uh, toast some marshmallows one day... Amy, you end up burning your marshmallow. You're like, oh no, what do I do? This is gross as hell. <laughs> one of us will take it off I'll scoop hands. it off. <laughs> this is like the olive yeah. situation. Is that what you're referring yeah, to? It's, it's great when you burn it because like when you take a bite, it's like crispy and yeah. it, like the charred bits fall like oh, yeah. around. I don't right? like but any of those But then the center is so like gooey. Yeah. It's like it's a good mix. It's a perfect mix. I don't like <laughs> slight crisp. Mmm. Love ash. See, I don't like that ashy, crispy thing. I just want the whole thing to be a little gooey. A little, like, not super cooked. You know when you eat a marshmallow out of the bag? They're still Uh, good. Okay, okay. You don't have to, like, go through all this nonsense putting it in the fire. (laughs) Who cares about that? Just, like, stick it in for a couple seconds. Just stick it in for a couple seconds. You heard it here first, folks. Amen. You just stick it in for a couple seconds. That's as good as it's gonna get. See, I feel like I like to burn real way sidetracked here. You know what? Let's just go there. (laughs) I like to burn a lot of my food. Like, when I I toast my, my toast, I like it to be crispy AF. You know what? what Sometimes I-, I take my toast out early. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes uh, 
the number two setting, whatever that means, yeah. that's too much for me. Damn. You know, when I make pancakes... <laughs> oh, God. I make pancakes, and then if they're not toasted enough, I'll put them in the oven <laughs> to cook them more. You know, sometimes I just eat the batter raw. <laughs> it's only eggs. Who cares? Yo, okay, quick, quick sidetrack. Yeah. There's this movie. Uh, Smart House. We may do it on this podcast. Oh. I, it, it was bad for was me. Was it a Disney movie? It might have been. Okay, it was about this it house yeah. that was also like an AI system, and it was also this like 50s style cooking lady. What? I don't know. I, just, I don't know what this movie was. It was a weird movie. But um, basically there was like this robot lady who was like controlling the house. She could like... Real life Alexa. Off. Real life Alexa. What a better description than I just gave. <laughs> also, it was a Disney Channel original movie. Yikes. Okay. <laughs> well, anyway, spoilers for that movie. Uh, she's evil. <laughs> so she ends up, like, trapping the people in their oh house. God. And she, like, pretends to be the little girl or whatever. What? Um, That's unsettling. But the reason they know that it's not the little girl uh, is because the little girl likes her toast burnt. And the robot lady was like, nobody likes burnt toast. And they were like, but the girl does. You're the fake one all along. Fun so, fact, uh, that was directed by LeVar Burton. What? Get out! Smart no. House was directed by LeVar Burton. <laughs> so he is Jordy LaForge on Star Trek Next Generation. Yeah. Also, Reading Rainbow. Yeah. Jeez. Wow. Well, we might roast him one day. Is oh, that... Unlike those marshmallows, which you eat gooey for some reason. <laughs> for some reason, because they're good, that's why. You guys don't have taste. Also, Ordinary World and Ordinary World, two completely different songs. Oh, so the one he plays is not the Duran Duran one. It's an original does by it, Green Day. Oh, does it say if he wrote that after they changed the name of the movie or before? No, they said they changed it um, to Ordinary World because it was a song in the... Oh, because um, he already wrote it? And yeah, because it was a song in the, the thing. Because basically the filming, it was shown at a film festival under the name Geezer, and then they changed it oh. to Ordinary World. Mm. Sorry, just to go back to this toast thing. <laughs> Sorry right? to derail the toast. <laughs> Thank you for that information. But, you know in uh, Captain Marvel, when Nick Fury... Oh my god, I know what you're going to say. The diagonal toast yeah, situation. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I heard about oh this. Oh my god. Okay, real quick. I promise, <laughs> I promise we'll get into the movie soon. Uh, if y'all have not seen Endgame... Maybe skip ahead a little bit. I mean, <laughs> Maybe watch or is, it. Or is it Spider-Man? It's Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Spider Far from home. Yeah. Yes. Basically. If you have not seen Captain Marvel, Age of Ultron, or Spider-Man Far From Home. If you are not caught up in the MCU, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> True. Basically, uh, Nick Fury revealed to be a Skrull. We don't know for how long, but there's like theories on the internet that it's dating all the way back to Captain Marvel in the 90s because uh, he mentioned... Oh, no, to Age of Ultron or something. Captain Marvel. In yeah. Captain Marvel, mm -hmm, yeah. the real him says that he never cuts his toast diagonally. Because that's gross. Because it's gross. He's like, diagonal toast. 
Who likes that? Also wrong. <laughs> first of all, <laughs> first of all, that's the only way you cut toast. <laughs> but then in Age of Ultron, he's cutting his toast diagonally. <gasps> what is the truth? What is the truth? Anyways, so I just <laughs> wanted to bring that up for no reason at all. <laughs> Let's get into Ordinary World. So if you haven't heard of Ordinary World, I do have a quick summary from IMDb, and it says, An aging punk rocker copes with life after rock. Damn. I love this summary. <laughs> do you believe in life after rock? <laughs> oh, no. I'm, it's not a phase, Mom. <laughs> it's not a phase. Dwayne, The Rock, Johnson. There is no life after. <laughs> oh, we and him have the same birthday. What? Yeah, oh, yeah, me and The Rock have the same birthday. Which is also the release date of the first Iron Man movie. Oh my god. Girl. I was born on the best day ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man. So we talked about toast and birthdays. Finally, we get to talk about the movie. But first, <laughs> let me we just... promise. <laughs> we'll get there eventually. Let me just bring up a cocktail for you guys. Every episode, if you're new to us, we have a specialty drink that we provide to you so you can do a little bit of a drinking game to bear these movies a bit better. Well, I mean, if you want to watch this movie, which I recommend you do, uh, you can drink along to the points that we're going to say after I pull up the cocktail. Uh, Or if you just want to listen along to our podcast, we're going to go over uh, when these things happen and when you should drink. But we also might forget. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably the second one. <laughs> so today we've got the rock star margarita. Perfect. Very nice. So what you're going to need is one ounce of rock star juiced guava energy drink. That's so specific. That amazing. <laughs> mm. You're going to need half an ounce of triple sec, half of sweet and sour mix, and one and a half of Patron <laughs> silver tequila. Gotcha. What you gotta do is you gotta rub the rim of a margarita glass with lemon juice. Guess you also need lemon juice. (laughs) And dip in salt, which you also need. Stir all ingredients in a cocktail shaker without ice. Oh no. In the instructions it says without in all caps. Gotcha. Damn, that's important. Strain into a glass over a handful of ice cubes. So you put it into a glass without ice cubes, and then you pour it into a glass with ice cubes? You, you, you shake it. You shake it without ice cubes. That makes Then you strain it into a glass with ice gotcha. cubes. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And to go along with that drink, we have a couple points for a drinking game that you can do. I think we all have points. We can probably yeah. go around. I don't have that many. I have Me too. <laughs> I have a lot. Okay. Oh, okay. You want to start then? Okay. Uh, my first one is, every time his daughter calls him daddy... Oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> it happens a lot, folks. Ashley? My first one is every time the quote unquote dad's group asks Perry, the main character, to be a part of them. Oh. I have every time uh, he runs somewhere. Uh-huh. Yeah, it happens a lot. <laughs> He's like that meme where it's like, no one. <laughs> Perry, run somewhere. <laughs> I'm pretty sure half the movie is just him running, mm-hmm. honestly. Half the runtime. Oh, but I'm sure. Every time somebody is told to use a coaster. Uh, or mentions a coaster. My last one. Oh, <laughs> oops. <laughs> Yay. Uh, I have every time he performs a song. Ah. Okay. Um, I just have two more, because I'll just toss out the other few. But um, every time he says sorry, oh. which is a lot. And my last one is, every time the stripper tries to dance, 
and she is stalked. <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that part. That was an amazing scene. By the way, let's go over the cast. Because we mentioned Billy Joe Armstrong from Green Day mm-hmm. is our, our main character, Perry. We also have Selma Blair as Karen, his wife. We have uh, Chris Messina as Jake, his brother. We have Judy Greer. We have uh, Fred Armisen. Jeez. We have Kevin from The Office. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Surprisingly was, great cast. There was a lot of, I noticed like throughout the movie, there was a lot of side characters from other sitcoms. Like throughout the, Kevin from The Office, Kitty from Arrested Development, Kirk and Luke from Gilmore Girls. The Both? brothers from The Mindy Project. The main guy is, he's the main guy in The Mindy Project. The brother was Luke from Gilmore Girls, wasn't he? Same person. So Luke from Gilmore Girls. So Luke from Gilmore Girls. I mean, I haven't seen Gilmore Girls, oh, but no. I can already tell that. I um, hope I'm not wrong. <laughs> so Luke from Ugh. Gilmore. Uh, Ashley. Oh no, Ashley. So uh, Chris Messina from the Mindy Project uh-huh. is not. Luke Patterson from Gilmore Girls. Oh, no. No, no, no. They don't look that similar. (laughs) I'm not going to side with you on this one. They look pretty dang different, I'm going to say. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Are you seeing what I'm seeing? Yeah, I see it too. I'm sorry, Ashley. (laughs) I don't know know how you got this one. Which way you look at it. I mean, it ain't, it ain't a go. It's not a go. <laughs> okay, in my defense, mm-hmm. I'm a dumbass. <laughs> Excellently worded. Also, uh, Jonah Jett is in this movie. Yeah, Joan Jett I, is in this movie. I love her, and I died when I saw her. <laughs> she, as herself. As herself, yes, Georgia is in here playing Jonah Jett. She has, like, one line, which I'm pretty sure is just, oh, I'm sure. I think that's her only line, but I was excited. Yeah. Love the lady. Mm-hmm. Such a rocker. And you know what? That's a toast. That's a, that's toast. a toast. I toast that. And like, uh, like we said, great music. A toast to all of the music. Fabulously done. I found out, uh, doing some research uh, after watching this movie, that Billy Joe Armstrong is in another band called The Long Shot, which did the opening song for this movie. But I think Green Day also did it. <laughs> oh my god. Anyways, just wanted to share that he's in another band that I've never heard of. Like a real life band. Like a that's real life. They have an EP out, maybe a full album. It's good. Yeah. Also, Fred Armisen, who plays his bandmate, is like a real drummer in real life. Yeah. So that was pretty sick. Also, beware spoilers. By the way, we're going to be going into this movie now, essentially, (laughs) Um, scene by scene, breaking it down. So if you want to actually watch this movie without getting it spoiled, you can go away, watch it, come back, hear our thoughts. Or if you don't care, we're just going to get right into it. So. This movie starts off, as most movies do, by starting. (laughs) Excellently worded. Wow. True craftsmanship. A twist right at the beginning. I'm shook. Is anyone else shook? I'm shook. So the the main guy from Green Day. uh, Billy Joe. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But he's not in Green Day in the movie. He plays a guy who was in a band that's not Green Day. Do we know that? He looks like himself. 
Like, in the movie. Yeah. Except maybe not that much, because Ashley didn't recognize him without his eyeliner. <laughs> without his eyeliner. If you put the eyeliner on, I'd be like, oh, Green Day. He looks like, you know, I think it's from Basket Case music video. That's what he looks like. <laughs> like, if you've seen the music video, that's who he looks like. Himself. <laughs> <laughs> it starts off with, like, a flashback from, like, a couple decades ago with the band at its height. They're having fun. They're performing a gig. Take a drink. And the song... As we know, is a bop because uh, Billy Joe Armstrong is singing it. It's so, so good. good. So he was in a band when he was younger, but now he's just a normal dad. He Present keeps, day, he's a yeah, dad. Just a dad. And he keeps reminiscing about the, the good old days when he was in a band. Oh my god, take a shot every time he reminisces about the good old That's days. Just the That's just a whole damn yeah. movie. Just anytime there's like a flashback, like a black and white flashback. Oh, okay. Uh, I think there's like two or three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, one thing I want to say is that I believe. Personally, the Billy Joe's first words in this movie perfectly sum up this mu- movie. He goes, I'm Perry, and I play guitar. And I'm just like, yeah. yeah. He said it so awkwardly and uncomfortably. And that's the whole That's the whole movie in one. That's it. He you sure listen, is. You listen to that one line, the whole movie. Mm-hmm. His name's Perry, and he plays the guitar. <laughs> that's also just... The summary for this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. An aging rock punker is named Perry and plays a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So as Ashley said, he's a dad. Uh, we find out today that it's his birthday. It's like grown up 16 candles. Everyone forgot. <laughs> so he's like asking his wife, hey, is there, you know, anything special planned today? Because it's kind of a special day. His wife has no idea what he's talking about. He asks his daughter, like, hey... Anything going on, including maybe someone's birthday or, you know. And she's like, oh, my talent show. And he's like, mm-hmm, that's what I meant, your talent <laughs> show. And then the wife comes in and he's like, hey, special day? And she's like, yeah, our kid's talent show. And he's like, uh-huh, sure is. And it's like super awkward, but I kind of love it. Mm-hmm. I love an awkward dad that used to be a punk rocker. Yeah. I don't know, like... For me, personally, I just felt awkward the whole movie because he was awkward the whole movie. And I'm like, I'm uncomfortable watching this. Just because he's so awkward. If you stay awkward, you don't have to get awkward. If you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. (laughs) Pro tips for baby. (laughs) So since I'm awkward my whole dang life, it didn't make me more awkward. Just the same level. It was just the same the whole time. Uh Uh-huh. His kid learned the word apeshit. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That happens in this movie. Mm. And then uh, the mom comes in. He's the one that taught it to her. Mom comes in and's like, where'd she learn that? He's like, I don't know, school? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, the humor in this movie is so subtle, but I love it. I, I gotta, gotta toast it. The joke's like that, where he was like, school? That was funny. <laughs> There's this part where... Uh, it's his birthday. He thinks he's going to get some with his wife. He's like, hey, sexy. She's like vacuuming. She can't hear him. She's like, what? What did you say? I didn't hear you. And he's like, ah, nothing. <laughs> like, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> I don't know. I like that. So he kind of like, because he's reminiscing about the good old days. He's like, when he goes guitar shopping for his daughter, who also plays the guitar, he keeps hearing about his friend's like awesome life, who's like met Paul, Paul McCartney. McCartney. Who shares my birthday. <laughs> Call back. It's like you met Paul McCartney. You By are Paul what? McCartney, actually. All along. Reincarnated. Oh, yeah. He's not even dead. One day he will be. <laughs> and then and I just, will be him. His essence just, like, 
comes <laughs> passes on to me. <laughs> I don't know if that's how that works. I think that's exactly how that works. Hey, you got a Paul McCartney accent? <laughs> I thought I you mean, meant like in my basement. <laughs> <laughs> you got Paul just lying around. Hey, you got a little Paul McCartney in you? Oh, I just you want some? <laughs> that's that's a Paul McCartney pickup line, which only works if you're Paul McCartney. <laughs> Or have, or have his essence. Oh, oh, that's me. <laughs> so, Green Day, whatever his name was. Perry. Perry. He likes his life, but it's not quite the same life that he had before when he was a rock star. Now he works in his brother's hardware shop, mm-hmm. um, who also forgot it was his birthday. Everyone, basically, in the beginning of this movie forgot it was his birthday. He gets super mad about that and decides to have a daytime blowout. Gets a hotel room. Uh, hotel suite. Hotel suite. suite. The presidential suite. Mm-hmm. And you know who gives it to him? Who's the concierge? It's Kevin from Kevin. The Office. Kevin from The Office. <laughs> also, can I just mention when he's talking to his brother and his brother forgot it was his birthday, his brother's like, birthdays are for kids. But, like, are they? <laughs> or are they for life? <laughs> I think everyone has a birthday. Uh, forever. <laughs> <laughs> so he blows, like, $2,000 for this presidential suite where he decides he's going to have a big birthday party. The only ones who show up, though, right at the beginning at least, are his old bandmates mm-hmm. from when he was in a band. And a stripper. Oh, yeah. <laughs> of course. I just want to go back a second to the concierge guy, like uh, Kevin. Yeah. Like, it was so funny, that whole scene, because it was like Billy Joe running around and being, like, confused and awestruck by everybody. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then, um, the guy who plays Kevin in the office, his character's name was Rupert, mm-hmm. and he was just basically the whole time running after Billy Joe and being like, honey, no, no, stop, <laughs> no, because he's like, what's this? And he's just like... It's like a thousand dollar bottle of scotch. He's like, yeah, let's put that down. He's like, no, please don't touch that. <laughs> and I'm like, that's, that's a mood. Because I feel like that was me watching this movie. No, oh. Billy Joe's like doing so many things, and I'm like, sweetie, slow down. Honey, no, and he's just like, what's over here? Also, when he was getting the hotel suite, he runs into an old friend, an old flame of his, uh, Christy, who's played by Judy Greer, and she's there for work, and he's like, oh, we should catch up, whatever. I think he invites her to the party that he's gonna yeah, have, and she's sure like, sick, also I work for Joan Jett, and here's some tickets. <laughs> and he's like, noise, or that's later, but like, yeah. At some point, he meets Joan Jett, and he's like, can I have some tickets? And then that's where she says, okay. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so he gets this room. The two guys from his band are there. Stripper's there. She's doing a strip. And he keeps stopping her to ask her to use a coaster. <laughs> yeah, basically. Dude, this scene was so funny. <laughs> guys, they, were, they had it. no music. They had to beatbox for the stripper. They're like, oh, is this good? She's like stripping, and he's like, ah, whoa, no, no, no. Use a coaster. I also love um, when, like, it's happening. Like, he stops, and he's like, guys, this is someone's daughter. (laughs) They're like, yeah, so what? Strip, strip, strip. (laughs) Also, take a shot. We mentioned coasters a lot. Yes. Yes, we do. So he's... He's in too much of a dad mode to really be able to enjoy this stripper. But one of his bandmates gives him a little bit of a pep talk. And after that, he's he's down. He's ready to partake, kind of. But then, <laughs> gotta go back to dad mode because his wife calls him. 
she's like, my my parents are at the house. You gotta let your in laws in because they're locked out of our house. Mm-hmm. He runs there. <laughs> this he, is like the fourth time he, he ran. Yeah, we yeah. jumped over the other ones. Unlocks the door for them. They're like, oh hey, didn't you buy your daughter a guitar for her talent show? He's like, shit, forgot it at the store where I work. Runs to the store. He finds his brother. His brother's like, hey, it's your birthday. Didn't I give you a day off? He's like, got that guitar. But he walks into this meeting that his brother's having with their lawyer or something. Yeah. And his brother wants to buy him out of the company because he feels like uh, Perry's not pulling his weight uh, around the store. And Perry's like, uh, wish you would have consulted me before getting our lawyer involved. But also, I gotta go. So he runs back to the hotel suite. <laughs> then he's still, like, pent up. He's still, like, high-strung from, like, running around, being, like, insulted by literally everyone he's, he runs into, his in-laws, his brother, whatever, that uh, when he gets to the party, which is in full swing, he immediately goes to take a nap. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I love that part. It mm. was so funny. Very true. Relatable. Yeah. <laughs> also, now the party... It's in full swing. There's a whole bunch of uh, other random people. Friends, friends of friends. Strangers. Getting a little crazy out there. A lot of strangers. Billy Joe's real son is in one of the scenes. Really? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh. When he wakes up from the party. When he wakes up from his nap at the party. (laughs) Anyway, so he has his nap. He's woken up by Christy, Judy Greer. And she's like, hey man, uh, it's your party and you're uh, in here napping. And he's like... Yep. <laughs> yeah. I just love that quote. Because she's just like, I was at their party and you are taking a nap? And I'm like, that's me that's at a yeah. party. Oh, I love that. That's very, me at Very party. relatable. Also, like, to wake him up, unlike a normal person who would walk, you know, around and be like, yo, and tap me on the shoulder to wake you up, she just crawls across the bed and, like, whispers in his <laughs> ear, like... Wake up. Like, no one... What is this? Very yeah. creepy. She does do that. <laughs> I was like, lady, no. And then she's, like, trying to get out with him, but he's in good dad mode, and he's like, cannot do that. I have a wife whom I love. So he's like, how about I sing you a song instead? <laughs> she's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't know. Like, for me, I love Chrissy's character way more than his wife. That's just me. Like, his wife, yeah, I her see name that. is Karen. You all know the memes about Karen. <laughs> she was exactly like all the memes. She really wanted to talk to your manager. And I don't know. <laughs> I just, like, I didn't like her. And Chrissy, she, like, kind of actually cared mm-hmm. about him and what he was going through. And, you know, she was, like, sweet and kind. And you could tell that she still, like, loved him even though... You know, they haven't like, seen each other in like 15 years. Yeah, and like it didn't work out between them when they were dating. And they even say like in, you know, if things had been different, then maybe they could have ended up together. Yeah, like they could have been together. And I don't know, I just really liked them. Like I felt like they actually had chemistry. Mm-hmm. But like him and his wife Karen just... She was very high strung. Yeah. She was. She was a lawyer. Yes. Of which, course, of yeah, course. Yeah, which explains the high strung. But she was also just a bitch the whole movie. Like, I tried. Mm-hmm. I tried That's liking true. them. <laughs> I tried shipping them. It just didn't work out. But Chrissy, she's like super into this song, Ordinary World. 
which he is performing. But then her phone keeps ringing because Jonja has a concert and she's like her manager or something. Yeah. Uh, so Billy Joe's like, oh, I guess you got to get that. Don't worry. She's like, no, 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 keep performing. Like, I really love the song. He's like, no, like, <laughs> I can see you're busy. And she's like, okay, but like, come to the concert after because like, I'm going to be there. I really want to see you backstage. She's like, we'll see. <laughs> and then I think she also says that you should perform the song for Joan Jett. Yeah. Mm, yeah. At that point. I think so. But then uh, his bandmate comes in and he's like, hey, Perry, we're getting the band back together, which is like his dream. This is what he's been waiting for for like 10 years. When his bandmate comes in, it's like the best moment. His bandmate opens the door and he's like, dude, are you awake? To Perry, who's sitting on a chair playing the guitar. <laughs> and then it's just Billy Joe. Deadpan, looking into the camera, dude, I am awake. <laughs> I'm like, what is happening here? Wow, very, yeah. very nice. Wow. I would die watching that moment. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> what am I watching? So he goes out to the actual party. He's getting on stage. The bandmate is kind of roasting him. He's like, you're old now. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yeah. Perry's like, all right, let's get this party started. But then they... Tell Perry that he's out of the band. Yeah. He was replaced with a younger member. Mm-hmm. Just some teenager. Some yeah. fucking rando. Perry gets so mad that he takes the TV <laughs> off the wall and he tries to throw it out the window, but then it just bounces off the window. Because he couldn't smash the window, he smashes his daughter's guitar Ooh, that yeah, he brought with the him. The one with the dinosaur. It has a little dinosaur on it. It is very cute. Very cute. And then the hotel manager, uh, Kevin from the office, Rupert. bursts in, <laughs> busts the party open because there's no parties allowed, calls the cops on him, and he gets arrested. Good thing, though, that his friend is the cop, and his friend manages to, like, talk him yeah. out of actually going to jail or anything. And he gives his bandmate, who was let go, he's like, oh, hey, Joan Jett has a concert. Why don't you go? And he's like, sick, Okay. <laughs> Because he has to go to his daughter's talent show. Yeah. So he runs from the hotel to his daughter's talent show. <laughs> makes it there just in time. His wife is like, yo, where is uh, that guitar that you said you would bring? He's like, whoopsie. She's like, good thing I brought your guitar. Yeah. Good thing, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the daughter is up on the stage at her talent show, and she's singing a song that her dad wrote. About being unsatisfied with his life. Or was it Yikes. a cover of a song? I think I it was a cover. don't know. I think it was uh, she, already a song. She said that her dad his taught it to her. His favorite song. Or yeah, or his, it to her yeah or something. something like that. Uh, it was, oof. <laughs> it was like a nice moment because like at that moment, it's kind of irony in a way because she's singing about being unsatisfied or how like he's unsatisfied. And you can tell by how like the movie was like trying to portray it. That it was kind of like at that moment of his life, like seeing his daughter perform and after everything that like happened, he realized that he was satisfied with his life. Which I think was like a nice little a nice little yeah. bow, That's a cute. nice little point. Oh. Yeah. So he apologizes to the daughter. He's like, I'm not actually unsatisfied anymore. You're cool. Yeah. We're cool. And everything's cool with them. <laughs> He's like, if you want, we can be in a band. She's like, really? He's like, yeah, man. Sure. Why not? She was also really savage too <laughs> what did you say because I, I wrote it down because i'm like what is this he basically says and i quote i am satisfied with my life 
And his daughter instantly responds with, well, you're not here. You know, that really sucks, Dad. I told all my friends about the new guitar, and it was ruined. That's basically what she says. Damn, as soon as he nice. says, I'm satisfied with my life. Never I'm mind, like, I'm not anymore. Peace. <laughs> I'm like, this daughter be savage. Yikes. Like, his daughter and like wife are so savage to him. When they come back home from the daughter's like performance... His wife went to him and was like, oh, in case you forgot, your name is Perry Miller. This is your house. And this is your daughter, by the way. And, and then guitar. She, and then she leaves. And then he's there and he, like, has the talk with, like, his daughter. Yes. They're so savage I to know. him. So then, he's, he's super chill. He just takes it all. Yeah. yeah. One yeah. thing I like to say is, like, everyone in his life is super dominant. <laughs> he's yeah. just a sub. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta be. Anyway, so after he talks to his daughter, he and his daughter are all cool. He goes and he talks to his wife, and he's like, you know what? You keep uh, getting on my ass about forgetting things, but you literally forgot it was my birthday. And she's like, Perry, it's not even your fucking birthday. (laughs) He's like, what? (laughs) She's like, your birthday is tomorrow. He's like, hmm, oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, this is like... Another really cool, like, use of symbolism they have here. Because I think they have a fight, and then he goes into, like, this little dollhouse, or this little, like, playhouse. Mm-hmm. That, that he made for his daughter. Yeah. And that's actually a nice point, because it's some, I realized it was kind of, like, symbol symbolizing being in the doghouse. Mm. <laughs> if you think about it. Because yeah. he's, like, out there seeing that house. <laughs> it kind of looks like a doghouse. And then I think... He's sitting, like, in the in that, and they're having that conversation. Yeah. She's, like, like, on the porch. Yeah. And I'm just like, that's cool. Like, it has some really cool, like, sim- like symbolism. Mm, like, I didn't notice that. That's actually kind of sick. Yeah, because I was just like, why is he sitting in there? <laughs> and then there's another point in the movie where there's the hotel room, and they're partying, and then there's just, like, a dog who's randomly, like, outside of the door. I don't know if you remember that part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I was kind of like, why is the dog there? But I think that's to symbolize, like, the moment he kind of, like, he fucked up. And that's why he's going to be in the doghouse. Like, Ooh, from what happens then on. Dang. We're getting deep. It has some pretty good symbolism oh, in it. I'm like, I can live for this. Gee, okay. Damn. All right. So he's uh, a little in trouble with his wife because he had to tell her, hey, I just uh, got this hotel suite because I was having a midlife crisis. And she's like, ooh, that's a lot of money. And uh, also, I got fired from my job. And he, she's like, yup, I know, because I talked to your brother. <laughs> then he gets mad at her for talking to his brother behind his back. So then uh, she goes upstairs. She's going to bed. He runs into um, his father-in-law yeah. in the kitchen. And uh, the father-in-law is like, hey, just a tip, just from guy to guy, just a little guy <laughs> tip. Uh, go upstairs, take your pillow, be like, hey, gonna go sleep on the couch. She's gonna stop you. You don't have to sleep on the couch. She just wants you to know that you did something wrong. He's like, okay. <laughs> so he goes upstairs, gets his pillow. He's like, hey, I'm gonna go uh, sleep on the couch. She's like, did my dad tell you to say that? He's like, no. <laughs> She's like, okay, have fun on the couch then. <laughs> So savage. (laughs) Very. But it's okay, because she comes down, literally the next scene, they forgive each other. Yeah, she's like, how's the couch? She's like, fucking sucks. (laughs) I think the moment that they have here was kind of cute, because they're like, 
can you believe that us we're, we're parents. parents yeah like that's fucking wild and they have this like cute little making up moment they're like hey want to go watch house hunters and like party down on. yeah <laughs> that's the line i love it if you want to watch house hunters and get it on <laughs> and then uh in the last scene he goes back to the guitar store with uh his like favorite guitar like irreplaceable whatever from his golden days and he trades it in for a new guitar that he gives to his daughter and they're all a big happy family and everything's good again and that is the end of the movie yeah it's like a really simple movie yeah it's like pretty good anyways we'll we'll get into our (laughs) thoughts but like what did you guys think because both of you saw it for the first time for this podcast right here's the thing i when i was watching it I was kind of bored, you know? Like, there wasn't a ton that happened. Uh, I don't know. But after talking about it, I kind of like it a little more. Okay. <laughs> for some reason. Julie, I know you yeah. hated it. Well, no, I don't hate it. Like, it was a good movie. I guess for me, is I didn't really, like, get the point of the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I understood what it was trying to get across, but they just didn't really do a good job of, like, doing it. Like, I did get kind of, like, the, like, undertones of, like, the bittersweet, like, vibe of, you know, looking back on your past and being, like, you know, those are my golden days. I wish I had that now. Like, you kind of get those vibes, but I just, I didn't really feel it, if that makes sense. Like, I feel like they could have portrayed the movie or, like, changed it up a little bit. Like, kept it, they could have kept it similar, but changed some, like, plot points Mm -hmm. to make... Like, it, the the feeling kind of, like, stick better. Yeah. So it's kind okay. of like, I feel like he starts the movie, and he's, like, unsatisfied with his life. Like, he thinks, I don't know, his at-home life isn't that great. Like, his relationship with his wife and, like, with his daughter. And then he kind of wishes that, you know, he didn't get, like, Karen pregnant and that he could have, like, continued going on tour. Because another thing was... Oh, yeah. Yeah, when... Karen got pregnant was right before they were supposed to go on this huge tour that was right. going to make them, like... Super mega yeah. famous. And he, at that point, he's like, I can't do this. Like, I need to, like, be a father and stay home, like, with, you know, my girlfriend who's pregnant or whatever. So, I don't know. I feel like they could have portrayed it better. Like, it wasn't that obvious that he kind of missed that life. Like, there was always something, like, stopping him. And I feel like if he went totally out, like, wild, mm-hmm. I feel like that would have got the message across. Like, then, if he partied down real yeah, hard? Like, if he partied really hard, and then he kind of, like, realized his mistakes, like, his wife's like, you fucked up. Yeah. And he would have been like, oh, shit. And then it's kind of like, at that moment, he realizes he loses what's really important to him. So then, like, the rest of the movie is him trying to make it up. But instead, he, like, he didn't really party out too hard. He was just kind of like, I don't know, like, in the middle... And then when he, like, realizes that he's satisfied with his life, like, it felt really rushed. It felt like, I don't know, it didn't feel genuine to me, I guess. Like, his his thought process of being, like, I'm upset with my life now. I wish my old life. I actually love my life. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt like nothing really changed. Like, his life was just the same. Like, and that there wasn't really a big defining moment but that, like, then again, that's just me. Like, I see the theme, what they're going for. I just personally didn't think it was executed well enough or it didn't resonate with me enough. And that's why, like, 
I don't think it's a horrible movie. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not at all a horrible movie. It's actually, like, pretty good. I guess that was the main reason why I didn't like it. Because I just... I guess I, like, started the movie and ended the movie thinking, like, that there was no kind of change. Yeah. Mm. It's just, like, the same. I agree, actually. That's I think they could have gone a little bit more extreme with him, maybe. Because, like, he decides, I'm going to blow out, have a huge birthday party for myself. But he's not there for a lot of the party. And when he is there, I like the fact that he did, like, take a nap. Like, that was Yeah, fun. that was fun. adorable. I liked the little pieces of humor that they had in it. There was a lot of, like, subtle humor. It wasn't, like, over the top. I liked that. I like that he didn't end up cheating on his wife because I was like worried that was going to yeah, happen. But that's he's good. a good dad in the end. But I agree that it there wasn't besides him like ultimately being like I like my family in the end. I think there could have been more of a defining moment. Yeah, for like, him to change his character a little bit or something. Yeah, because I think the defining moment, like I mentioned before, was when his daughter played that song and it was like irony. Mm-hmm. She's singing about being unsatisfied. That's the moment he feels satisfied. But the only reason I felt that way is because I felt like that's how, like, they wanted it at that moment. Like, I didn't believe it, but I'm like, okay, this is the moment the directors want us to feel like he's satisfied with his life. I didn't really buy into it. Like, I didn't feel like, like, he was satisfied, but it's kind of, like, what they wanted. So I was like, okay, I guess I'll, like, go with it. Yeah. Amy, though, you have the opposite view, right? Yeah. You love this movie. Yeah, kind of do. Okay, so here's what I thought the defining moment was. So I thought I had like a different mindset about this because I thought the defining moment instead of him watching his daughter at the talent show was him getting on stage at his party and thinking like, oh, the band's back together. Like we're going to play something. It's going to be like just like the good old days until he finds out that they replaced him in the band and he can't go back. And he can't do anything because that part of his life is over, like completely over. That's like the turning point, point of no return. Cusco's poison, the, co- the poison chosen for Cusco. For Cusco. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when he realizes, I can't do this. This isn't the life that I thought. Because like the whole point of the movie, you guys said that there's no journey. But I think the journey was that he was reminiscing about the good old days And he needed to put himself back in a position where he could live part of that to realize that that's not what he wanted, that Mm. he was looking at the good old days through, like, rose-colored glasses. And the good old days are not what he thought that they were. Do you know that quote from The Office that Andy says when Mm. he's like, I wish there was a way to tell when you're in the good old days before you've actually left them? I got chills. That's such a good quote. What a sweet... Oh. Oh, I love The Office. You know my favorite <laughs> Andy quote from The Office? <laughs> I know exactly. <laughs> oh my God. Hey, guys, get into my Brid, my hybrid, my Prius hybrid. <laughs> <laughs> I've started doing that, like, in my daily life, like, shortening words that don't need to be shortened. <laughs> I do this with my brother all the time. Any, like, food we want, we're like, hey, do you want to go get a pizza? Do you want to go get some sush? Yeah. Some past? <laughs> I do that mostly with the word beverage. Like, I say, do you want to go get a bev? I say that so much. Do you watch Love Island? Because no, she's I a, don't. He's a Bev, right? Such a Bev. He's such I a actually, Bev. I know from Achievement Hunter, Gavin Free, <laughs> who's British, he says Bev so much. And I think just because I watched so much Achievement Hunter that I now say Bev. Bev like, like a beverage. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> oh, let's get a Bev. 
she's such a fine Bev. Such a Bev. She's such a Bev, right? Bev is not used... Okay, in, in Love Island, just real, real quick, there's this girl in the newest season that calls guys Bev, which apparently means hot to Oh, her. I thought it was, like, for guys and girls. Anyways. Okay. Well, people. Uh, but, like, she's the only one that uses it, and she tries to get it to catch on, like, the whole season, <laughs> oh. and people are like, I'm not gonna use that. I can see that. It's like, like fetch. Like, yeah. when people are like, oh, he's like a tall glass of water. Yeah. That's where I thought maybe her oh. saying Bev came from. Oh. You know what? <laughs> I don't actually know what Bev is short for, if anything. She or if it's just a, a word. Yeah, because Bev is a short form for beverage. But in this context. Oh. Yeah. If, it's, if she just, like, fucking made it up. It could also work in that context. Like You're good at He's a tall glass things. of water. He's a Bev. He's a Bev. Oh. I, I'm gonna crack on with, with this Bev. He's oh, a fresh nice. Bev. <laughs> fresh Bev. This Bev is mugging me off, right? <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> what a mug! What a mug! <laughs> uh, anyways, so what? back to the movie. <laughs> what I thought was that he had to go back to his party days to right. realize he actually cannot stand his party days in his dad, evolved dad form. <laughs> and we see that in the scene where the girl's trying to strip for him and all he can think about is the coaster. Yeah. So if you take that into account, like he can't shut off his dad brain, I don't think he would be able to flick off that switch and party like you yeah. kind of want him to. Because we can already see he's so uncomfortable. There's only three people in the room. One of them is stripping for him. <laughs> and all he can think about is his coaster. Yeah. So, like, I don't think he would go, like, his character wouldn't go hard. Like, even just getting the sweet, wasting the money, having the guys drink that $1,000 yeah. bottle of scotch, which he was trying to keep away from them, that's already, like, you can see how anxious he is and how uncomfortable. So, like, even just doing that and having his, like, little crisis... That was enough to be like, you know what? I think a lot about the good old days, but were they actually that good? Like, or would, not that they weren't good when they happened, but like, would they still be good today? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. And I think that the movie, I know Julia's probably going to disagree, but like, I think it does convey a few themes well, like the theme of, uh, not being able to see your friends when you're an when you're an mm -hmm. adult, the theme of like not knowing what to do with your life, mm -hmm. the theme of like wanting to go back to another time because you don't know what to do now. Like I don't know. I thought it it did those relatively well. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I think those themes were done pretty well. Like especially like the not seeing your friends that often. Like yeah. I really relate to that because yeah. I'm not like I'm still in university, but I feel that so much. Yeah. Like I live far away from both of you, so mm -hmm. I only really get to see you guys like three times a year, like mm -hmm. two or three times a year. So like I really relate to that. Um, and then yeah, the other parts you're mentioning, I like also agree. Um, I guess it was just like the main. I guess because I, I, I see what you're saying. I didn't really yeah. buy, but again, that's. Me, like it's different for I, I would agree with you about him maybe going the extra mile and like actually being part of the party if his character was a little different in that he doesn't like his wife, he doesn't like mm -hmm. his kids. But we can see at the beginning in the first scene that he loves his wife and he loves his kids. So that's not, they're not the problem. The problem is that he wishes he had taken a different path in his life. 
but he doesn't regret the path that he took, which yeah. led to, I think he says to his daughter, like, you're the best thing in my life. Aww. Or something like that. Yeah. The only scene, I think, that contradicts that a little bit, and tell me if I'm wrong, but when he's up on stage, gets replaced with the, with the younger guy in his band, and he smashes his daughter's guitar, to me that felt like he was still very emotionally involved in it, and he yeah. smashed the guitar, he was like, oh, I can't be in this fucking band. He tried to throw the TV out the window. Yes. Like, yeah. that, I, I, that's what I was thinking as well. Like, that, that was very out of character. Yeah. That's what I thought he was going to do originally. That and was his moment that, that he realized, I can't have that life. Yeah, okay. I, I kind of, I guess I wish that moment had maybe, like, last longer or had more impact in a way, because, like, I don't know, I felt like, there, there were a lot of good moments. Like, I don't agree. Like, I like that it was still very much in character. I feel like to get the point really across, they had to go, like, a little further. They had to push, like, a little harder. Like, it just felt they were kind of, like, still trying to, like, play it safe. Like, one thing a lot of people are worried about when they, like, make characters is, like, they don't want their main character to, like, look bad or have a bad moment. And I kind of feel like that's what they were trying to do with him. To be like, oh, yeah, he, like, has to get wild, but no, like, he's a good guy. Mm. Like, I feel like if they just push him a little bit to do maybe one thing that was, oh, my God, like, this is a mistake. Like, oh, my God, like, I messed this up. Mm. I feel like that would have, like, brought home harder and been more, like, sincere. Because he was, like, apologizing for what he did. But it's not like what he did was that bad. It was more so that I feel like everyone was really overreacting and also they have like this prejudgment view on him like they're like oh you're lazy like oh you're like they didn't outright say like you were useless but like his it, they like, did say very passive aggressive yeah like, you know some people just don't try hard that's fine yeah like, like <laughs> stuff that he like doesn't. that like i don't know i feel like they could have done like a little more something for you know i guess it's just like i said for me like i just didn't really buy it i kind of that's fine. Went yeah. with it. But like I said, it's different for everybody. That makes sense. I agree. I think they, for me, for that scene in particular, they could have either gone the opposite way and have him just completely accept it. I'm not going to be in this band. This isn't the life that I want and walk away instead. Or they could have gone harder. Because like, yeah, yeah he, he smashed the guitar. That was his moment where he was like, oh, this time I really fucked up. But the reactions... Like, I don't, did he ever tell his wife or his daughter, I smashed the guitar? Because he was just sort of like, oh, didn't bring it. Mm-hmm. So I think there wasn't really a moment where his family, got, I mean, besides him telling his wife, like, I spent a couple thousand dollars. And she's like, why? I think they could have pushed that a little harder. Yeah, I feel like what he did, they should have, yeah, they should have pushed hard. Because he, like you said, like, oh, I spent a thousand dollars. And she's like, I can't believe you did that. At least your, like, brother gave you a thousand dollars. Like, it was kind of supposed to be, like, this big moment where he's like, oh, I, like, went wild, or I'm trying to relive my old days. But there wasn't really any kind of, like, it wasn't really addressed mm-hmm. by, like, his family, I guess. Which is why, I don't know, I didn't really buy it. Like, but l- let me ask you guys something. Okay. You have a significant other. Yeah. You just spent, like, uh, let's say $5,000. Okay. You also smashed your kid's guitar. <laughs> you start off with, hey, I just spent $5,000. They're angry. This is Do you true. tell them that you smashed the guitar? But I also don't feel like she was that angry. She was like, 
kind of like, oh, like, I can't believe you did this. Luckily, like, your brother's giving you money. I'm pretty sure that's, like, exactly what she said. Like, you're lucky for your birthday. Your brother's giving you money. Yeah. So it's kind of like... Well, he was giving money because he wanted to buy him out of the company, right? <laughs> Yeah. Or it was also because, oh, plot twist, it revealed that the next day was supposed to be his birthday. Oh, yes. It wasn't actually, like, the day he thought it was. So it's kind of like there wasn't... Like, he didn't get any kind of consequence for doing it. It's like he didn't really... I just didn't really buy it, I guess, for what, me. What's y'all's vision? If you could change, you know, if you could add something to a scene or, like, delete a scene, like, how would you fix this? That's a good question. <laughs> I guess, for me, yeah, it would just be that he has more consequence for his actions. And I kind of wish the ending... Because, like, I feel like his family kind of didn't treat him that well. So I, I would like the ending, I guess, in my vision or whatever... Like, maybe he acts out, and then he comes back, and, like, they actually talk about it, where, you know, she's like, oh, I can't believe you, like, smashed the guitar, like, you did this, like, whatever, and then maybe, I don't know, they, like, actually have a conversation about it, because I feel like what happens is the problems are, like, not really addressed, but they kind of are, but they aren't resolved, so I feel like his life kind of starts and ends the same way. The difference is, like, oh, I guess I'm, like, happy with this now. Like, I feel like there wasn't anything that made me really, like, believe it was solved. But then another part of me, like, knowing, keeping in mind the, like, the song, like, the name of the movie, like, a a part of me felt like maybe that's the point of this movie. Maybe there isn't supposed to be a journey. Maybe it's just, like, this is what the life of this person looks like. Like, this is a day in the life of someone who used to be a rocker, and they always ask these questions, and maybe, like, they're never solved. So a part of me thinks maybe that's the point of the movie, but another part of me is like, I don't know, like, it's cool, and I like that idea, but I guess as a viewer, I kind of wish it was more satisfying. So I'm very torn between those two. I know I've been talking a lot how I wish the movie was more, (laughs) And I'm sorry I've been talking a lot What too. I meant to ask but was, like, how yes. how would you, like, what what's the thing that he would do that's, like, ah, unforgivable? Oh, okay. Like, so that was what I was trying to ask. I don't think I worded that properly. But, like, what, what do you think he should have done that would have, like, gone the extra mile? Or, like, what do you think his punishment should have been mm-hmm. from his family, from whatever? I just, generally, I think I would have made it a little bit more dramatic. Like, I think the scene with the daughter, he smashes his, her guitar. I think I would have put more of an emphasis on that instead of spending a couple thousand at the hotel. Which, like, was a big deal. Because, like, they made a whole big deal about, like, you can't drink that bottle of whiskey or whatever because it's so expensive. Mm. But to me, that was played off more as a goof. And I think that I wanted a little bit more emotional investment in it. Like, mm-hmm. it was kind of a bit too surface level and again it's hard to like judge this type of movie because this movie was genuinely trying to be a good movie so a lot of the movies that we (laughs) judge on here are like super dumb and we're like (laughs) yeah that was dumb but here we're like trying to actually delve deep and find the themes Mm -hmm. and talk about character development so it's a change of pace for us (laughs) so this is not at all a bad movie maybe i should have not said that I like this movie. <laughs> well, to hear your your guys, because I okay. feel like my opinion of this movie is influ. 
you know what I'm saying is yeah, influence. Yeah. You're trying to be nice. You can just like go hog wild, guys. <laughs> you can tell me you hated it. I genuinely do like this movie a lot better after talking about it, though. A lot of the things that Julia mentioned about the the symmetry, what's yeah, the, word? <laughs> the symbolism, symbolism, the symbolism uh, didn't catch that at all. So once once we've talked about it a bit more, I'm talked about the themes and how he grew. I understand where you're coming from, and I've actually raised my rating from what I wrote it down as. You didn't have yeah. to do that for me. <laughs> I don't think this is a terrible movie. Like I said, I think my main problem was, like, I finished watching the movie, and I'm like, I don't really feel, like, anything afterwards, I guess. Like, no, that sounds terrible. But I mean, but, like, yeah. after you, you watch... an aesthetic, watch this movie. Go to the dentist. Get a tooth removed. <laughs> Like, I don't know, like, normally after I watch a movie, I'm like, oh, that was, like, sad or whatever. Yeah. Like, I knew this movie wanted me to leave feeling kind of, like, bittersweet and, like, nostalgia. I just, like, I guess I just didn't feel that, which is why I don't hate this movie. Mm-hmm. I guess it's, like, why I kind of am, like, it's, like, okay. Yeah. Y'all still didn't answer my question. What's the <laughs> unforgivable moment? I think I, I agree with the guitar part, because I feel like... There were a lot of, like, they didn't focus on that, and especially since his, like, his biggest struggle is between his band and, like, his family, and, like, this guitar they kind of hinted at was important, but then it was kind of completely, like, left to the side, Mm -hmm. and to focus more on, like, the money, like, being spent. I feel like they should have focused, like I said, more on the guitar, Mm -hmm. and they should have had more consequences before that, because I feel like the guitar is the moment where he, like chooses between like his band and his like family and at that moment he completely like ruined the guitar like destroyed it and they could have kind of followed up with him being more invested in the band at that point because it kind of like symbolizes him choosing between his family and the band and then you know him coming home and then realizing like he completely messed up like in a way i feel like maybe he shouldn't have gone to the recital because that really would have pushed it when he went home and they're like, you weren't there for her, like all of this stuff. And they could have had a big fight and then he could have realized, oh my God, like this is where I messed up. Like the band life isn't as great as I like thought it was, or maybe like it's in the past now. This is what's really important mm-hmm. to me. And then there was like this whole scene where they like made up and whatever. And then that's when he finally chose like his family over like the band. I felt like that would have been really great. So I guess that would have been, like, the one moment maybe he didn't go to the recital. Maybe also, um, because I feel like at the recital itself, like, the girl was fine. Like, she performed the song (laughs) totally fine. She had a different guitar. When he was like, oh, I didn't bring the guitar, the mom's like, that sucks, but she'll be okay. Yeah. I felt like there could have been, like, if he didn't show up at all, or if he... She wouldn't have had a guitar. She wouldn't have had a guitar, couldn't perform, because she's been talking about this recital the whole movie. Or... If they kind of, to change more than just one scene, if he actually... I like that, by the way. That, that would have been... <laughs> yeah, I think, I think that would have been good. If he actually did get a moment with his band as a band again, like, if they... Uh, the stripper scene was so funny. <laughs> but if instead of that, or maybe after that or something, he actually got the band back together, and for a couple scenes or something, they perform at a bar or something but it's bad you know mm-hmm. like they're they're performing at a strip club or something and he's like i don't this isn't how i, I shouldn't be it. here they're yeah. doing hard drugs like they're i not. don't fit in here this yeah. isn't really my scene anymore yeah. 
maybe something like that for him to realize that this isn't the life he wanted. I like that. Because I think in the end, he didn't really choose to leave the band. He was forced out of the band. Right? Yeah. So it was just sort of... It's, it kind of felt like he was just settling. Like, yeah. he didn't really make a choice. He's just like, oh, well, I guess, like, I have to pick this choice so I guess I'll be fine with it yeah. which again is a cool theme in its own because that's very much real life <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> there are times where you just kind of have to do things even if it doesn't like you don't agree with it yeah. or maybe you're like I guess I have to settle with this even though I kind of want to do that like it's very hard like mm-hmm. I guess in that sense I like everything you said and I think to take it a step further with the daughter's guitar, Take right? it all the way. <laughs> because it's just a guitar, and he smashes it, and I didn't really... Like, it's fine. Like, it doesn't really mean much. If the daughter had, like, designed the guitar, yes. had paid for it with yeah. her own money, like, saved up doing housework, doing, yeah. like, little odd jobs, then that might have, like, when he smashed the guitar, like, that would have been, like, then he realizes, oh, shit, my daughter, like, paid for this guitar. Yeah. She, like picked out the color, she, like, did all of this, she, like, got the decals, dinosaur, whatever. (laughs) But, like, since it was just a guitar, the whole time I was thinking, well, it's a guitar, he can, like, go and get another one. She She didn't didn't even pick out the dinosaur on the guitar, it just happened to be there. She didn't see the guitar beforehand, he could have bought a new one. (laughs) exactly. But, yeah, so I think if they wanted to put more emphasis, then that's what they could have done. Like, everything Ashley just said, like, that would have been good, too. Mm -hmm. But I see what you guys are saying. So those were our thoughts on the movie. A lot of them. A lot of them. But I think I think we said some uh, some good improvements yeah. to this movie. Now, we can see what the people of the internet thought. We have a couple oh. IMDb reviews that we're going to read out for you. And some Letterboxd reviews. Uh, just for reference, by the way, IMDb gave this a 5.5 out of 10, and Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 47%. Oof. The first review we have from IMDb is... Uh, by user every single day, they give it a 6 out of 10, and their tagline is, Okay, movie. <laughs> <laughs> I expected that Billy Joe Armstrong will be bad in this movie. I was wrong. He was Ooh. good. He can act. Not Oscar-worthy, but he can act. This movie has many flaws. Some major plot points are not explained at the end of the movie. It's bothering me a little bit. All the acting was fine. Everyone did their jobs well. The soundtrack was awesome. Predictable as hell. Overall, okay movie. All one sentence, by the way. That's a lot of roasting and a lot of toast. (laughs) And not a lot of punctuation. (laughs) You can watch it as a Green Day fan, (laughs) and you'll be pleased by Billy's acting skills. I enjoyed it. Not sure I'll watch it again or not, but hey, check it out. It's worth your time. Julia, do you want to give us the second review? Okay, the second one is a good movie that makes you think. Which, I mean, we... Did a lot of t- thinking about it. Surprisingly. So I, feel like, yeah. I feel like that's pretty good. Uh, it got 7 out of 10. And they're like, midlife crisis? <laughs> Will we have it? Is this it? Oh. <laughs> These are questions that this movie awakes up in you. Which Awakes I, up in you? Yeah, awakes oh. up in you. Oh, okay. I'm a Green Day fan. I think it isn't the best acting, but it's a real rock star who plays a rock star. And that makes the real-life experience realistic. That's why when you watch the movie, you make these questions. For every person who likes a drama movie, this one will pass your time. Also, before we get to the third uh, IMDb review, I figured it out. You figured what out? <laughs> what? what? What did you figure out? <laughs> oh well, 
I figured out why I like this movie and you guys did like it as much. Okay. It's because uh, y'all don't have the, the life experience that I have. Uh, being in Green Day? Being old. <laughs> you see, the other day, um, your girl, me, found, as they call, a white hair. Not even a gray hair. Just a full-on white one. <laughs> so I think I related to these characters who are having, you know, as they say, a midlife crisis. Uh-huh. Because I am, as they say, old. <laughs> yep, the signs were there all along. Mm-hmm. Got shingles. <laughs> Got shingles. <laughs> Your back 15, hurts. <laughs> my back hurts. Can't go to sleep without cracking my hair. That's science, that's baby. <laughs> that's how it works. The last review we have is by... Pilulu Dronash, okay, who gave it a 7 out of 10, and their tagline is, pretty okay movie. The soundtrack is good, as expected. Billy's acting is on point. The story is pretty average. In one word, unremarkable. Oh! That took a turn at the end. <laughs> yeah, it was like pretty good things, and then the ending. <laughs> oh! That was our last review. That was our last review. Uh, I think we have some letterbox reviews as well. Yes, we have three. And the first one is by Marie's, who gave it half a star out of five. I want my 86 minutes back. Oh, no. I didn't think it was that bad. Like, yeah. That's, that's harsh. <laughs> Second review is by Jenna Teddy Bear Emoji. <laughs> There was a teddy bear emoji. It oh, wasn't maybe. Jenna teddy bear emoji. Gotcha, in gotcha. Word, uh, who gave it three out of five stars. Just a regular story about a regular man who just keeps forgetting stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I love BJA, but he should just stick to playing music. Please don't refer to him as BJ. <laughs> BJA. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, and this last review is by Justine, twinkly star emoji, uh, <laughs> who gave it... Uh, three out of five stars. Perry throwing a huge party for himself in a $2,000 hotel suite, but spending the whole time taking a depression nap in the next room? Schmood. <laughs> and those are all of our letterbox reviews. Damn. So that's what the people of the internet thought about this movie. We've already talked uh, in depth about our thoughts, <laughs> but now I think it's time for us to rate the movie. Uh, if you're new to Bad Movie Sunday, we rate all the movies that we watch on what we call the Gold Bloom Scale, which is a scale of bad movies. 1 out of 10 being so bad I could barely finish it, 10 out of 10 being it wasn't that bad for a bad movie. Julia, you're our guest today. <laughs> what what would you give this movie? I would give it either... I think I'd give it between a 6 and a 7. Hmm. Probably more on the 7 side. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I like the movie. I didn't hate it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was pretty average. There's only one part of it that I really didn't like, and it it's not enough to, like, not like the whole movie. So, yeah, I think I'd give it, like, a 7. That's fair. Okay. Ashley? My original rating when I watched this movie at 1 in the morning <laughs> oh my God. was a 4. Honestly, though, I think I'm raising it up to a 6. I mean, you don't have to for little old me. <laughs> little Not just for little old you, though. Like, oh, I think... Shucks. Literally, Gen- little old me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think I genuinely... Like, I think the movie, to me, I wanted a little bit more emotional investment, a little bit more drama, maybe. It was kind of 
boring. <laughs> but it really, it wasn't that, it wasn't a bad movie. It's like, if, if a friend or something was like, hey, I wanted to watch this movie, maybe I'd watch it again with them. Yeah. You know? Like, it's not that. so bad that I'm like, oh, get it away from me. It's not an amazing movie, but it's really not that bad. Yeah. Okay. Amy, how about you? So, like, this is coming from, like, a, a fuck-up in life. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah? <laughs> <Oof>. <laughs> Which I know, because I brought this movie on this podcast. <laughs> Wrong choice, absolutely. Um, I give it a nine. I yeah. like it. I don't okay. know, guys. Thought I liked it. <laughs> but I, it, it, the first time I saw it, uh, had nothing to do with the podcast years ago. I remember mm-hmm. really liking it Aww. a lot. So I'm going to give it a nine, and I would recommend it to anybody who likes Green Day or anybody yeah. who just uh, wants to watch a movie with Billy Joe Armstrong <laughs> who doesn't wear eyeliner in it. <laughs> no. So unrecognizable. I know. It's like a different man. <laughs> if uh, any of you guys have seen this movie and want to correct either me or Ashley and Julian, <laughs> or if you have other movies to recommend to us, uh, you can find us on Twitter and Letterboxd. We're at BMS Podcast. Or you can hit us up over email, uh, which is badmoviesundaypodcast at gmail.com. In the meantime, I'm Ashley. I'm Amy. And I'm Julia. And we will see the rest of you next, next week. <laughs>